Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 31 for George and season 27 for me. This is day 20 of season 99, the home stretch. Our first question asks us for the professional name of record producer born Dijon Isaiah McFarlane. Yeah, this one, I should have gone with the just obvious, goofiest choice, um, but I thought, no, this must be some name that I've heard of before, and so I kind of racked my brains over that, because I at least recognize some of these performers. It's, you know, Big Sean, Rihanna, you know, Ty Dolla Sign. Like, I don't know tons of their songs or anything, but I've heard of them. So I figured, okay, I must have heard, maybe I've heard these, you know, singles of his, and the difficulty, I think, is the names that I can think of are usually other rappers, pretty much. Like, they're not, you know, producers, per se. So I thought maybe he just goes by, like, his initials, D.I., and so that's what I put down. Uh, I knew that I would not know this and almost certainly had never heard of the guy. Mm-hmm. Because the few DJs that I know, I think I know their real names. Or at <laughs> least I know that they're not this guy. Right. Um so uh, I also figured, okay, I'm going to look at his initials, mm. and I noticed that it's D-I-M. So I thought maybe he's leaning into that, and he's like DJ Dim or DJ Dim Bulb or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but then I eventually I came back to it and, and said, you know what? If he's going to make a play on his name, it's going to be from Dijon. Mm. So I'm going to say that this is DJ Mustard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that was the correct answer. Specifically Mustard. However, I did immediately Google him, and it says he is also known as DJ Mustard. Oh, So I better get credit for it. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Yep, that was correct. Uh, Question two asks us to identify a baseball player uh, for the AA Southern League's Birmingham Barons in 1994. Read through the whole thing and was like, oh, God, this is one of those stupid, like, I was just thinking the other day, like, for an example of a thing that's not really trivia, but sounds like trivia. And it's something like, name the name the ball player who batted 231 in July, but 331 in August in 1964 and some nonsense like that, that, that uh-huh. absolutely no one would just have in their brain. <laughs> um. But then I got to Birmingham Barons and was like, oh, that was Michael Jordan's minor league team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 94, that sounded right. Yeah, it was mid-90s that he, quote, retired, end quote, decided to go play baseball for a little while. So, uh, yeah, that and 202, three home runs, 51 RBIs, sounds like his stat line. I remember him being a mm-hmm. not-too-bad double-A ball player. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll say Jordan. Yeah, I had much the same uh, line of thinking, although I didn't even bother to try, like, (laughs) you know, uh, players who were famous for being baseball players. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I just figured, yeah, I remember Michael Jordan went in and did this thing. And that sounds about the right time frame and the fact that it was a double A team. And um, I sort of thought he had time on, like, an MLB team, but I, I guess, you know, I don't know why I would think that necessarily other than he was hyper talented as an athlete. Um, and so, uh, 
yeah, I just figured this had to be Michael Jordan. And if it wasn't, I wasn't going to know probably the right name to, to put down um, for someone being a two-sport athlete at that level. So mm -hmm. I went with Jordan. That was correct. Question three asks us for a word uh, that is used for an explosive and also as a verb for expressing angry criticism. So this is the one that got me stuck just for hours yep. today. Yep. Oh my gosh. Um, it, it's It's got that combination of like my vague recollection of organic chemistry plus, uh, you know, asking me, asking my brain to generate a bunch of options given a category. Like that's just, a you know, the latter part especially, but the two in combination <laughs> is just, unless something kind of trips for me Probably quickly, immediately, then yeah. it's just an excruciating slog of like, what are other words for expressing angry and strong criticism? And just like, none of them crosswalk with explosives for me. Um, and so this just, I, I was hung up on this one for just so long today. Um, I finally jogged loose that, you know, we're talking about an ion here with a negative charge. And so I was thinking, is it a, like, it's got nitrogen and oxygen in there. Is it a nitrate or nitrite um, type of thing? And so I sort of went towards, like, what are verbs that would have an eight or ite ending that could fit in this okay, uh, okay. category? Excuse me. Um, and so I uh, went through a lot of them. Um, as a spoiler, I never uh, even grazed the correct answer in doing so because um, I think I had a kind of a misperception of what it is in my head anyway. But I came up with vitiate because I thought okay. that's about the right tone here for angry, strong criticism. Like your vitiating is really severe, right? Like it's a... Honestly, uh, I'm not sure. Okay. That's my impression of it is that it's just a comprehensive criticism of someone. Um, and so it has the AT ending. It sounds Latinate. It's, you know... I could see that being a compound that someone came up with and, and called it the vitiate whatever. Um, and then it became, you know, it migrated over to uh, sort of blasting someone with criticism in this way. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what I ended up putting, putting down. Reasonable. Uh, I also just, I, I tried thinking of all of the, uh, the explosive terms all of the acid terms that I could think of because I see there's a nitrogen in there. So the nitric, something like that. Uh, that's right. Thinking of other compound chemical words, sulfuric and stuff like that. Just, and just could not nail anything down. So for the next couple of hours, I tried coming at it from the other direction and thought of all the terms I could think of for angry and strong criticisms or, or verbs specifically and just couldn't land anything and finally just basically gave up and figured maybe blast. Mm. Maybe it's like, you know, blastic salt or something <laughs> like that. And that's how it eventually, you know, percolated over into expressing angry criticism. When you mm. blast someone, mm -hmm. you put them on blast. You know, I just went through all of the, everything, like troll and blah, 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 and just 
So finally, just, yeah, all right, we'll go with blast. Uh, the correct answer was fulminate. Fulminate. Which is a great word that I yeah. have rarely had occasion to use. And I'm looking up vitiate, which means um, more like to corrupt or spoil or uh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. reduce the quality or efficiency of something. Sure. So it's it's more, if you were to say he vitiated her with criticism it would be more metaphorical than hmm. than directly um angry or what have you so sure sure okay just wanted to correct that for the record here so that i didn't uh yeah leave someone with my misimpression okay so when i when i saw this i thought uh i would swear that fulminate means more kind of thinking over pondering mm. and you yeah. as we were discussing it earlier and another friend on another slack pointed uh -huh. out and probably conflating it with ruminate yeah it's which, real close yeah okay there that that makes sense mm -hmm. um and I, I remembered the there was a scene in breaking bad which i don't know whether you've ever seen i've seen most of it i think okay Two or three um, but there was there was a scene at one point where he held up a bag of some chemical because he was in a bad situation. And he told the guy, this is fulminated mercury and it's an incredibly unstable explosive. And if I drop it because you shot me, then it'll take out this entire building. Uh, yeah. uh, and then I think he like somehow used it to do just that. So that was, uh. so clearly fulminated means you know, explosion, but I just didn't think of that. Okay. I probably wouldn't have, I, I, if I'd, if I'd been asked what fulminated mean, meant in that context, I probably would have meant like, would have said like, oh, like slowly, uh, you know, processed so it like gradually turns into an explosive or something. Mm -hmm. Just because I, I thought that's what fulminate meant. Yeah, I so was, I'll probably never forget it. I think of it as more of like a f foaming up of something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I guess that could fit in for something like this you're mm. kind of frothing at the mouth about it or something right um but i i don't know if that's truly a sense of fulminate so don't quote me on that either fair um but yeah good good vocab and kind of etymology uh mm. tidbit there mm -hmm. question four asks us to identify uh a business at 53 christopher street in greenwich village that is a national historic landmark uh, so Greenwich Village is what uh, gave it to me, and it being a business establishment, this mm -hmm. is probably Stonewall. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought it was like the Stonewall Inn, but I wasn't sure enough to actually say that, so I just said Stonewall. Okay. Yeah, I put, uh, much like you, I, I did put Stonewall Inn. I think I had just seen something about it uh oh that's right i watched a little history ted talk that was about um lgbtq um influence on history and how far back in particular the influence of drag queens um and, and that type of entertainment or establishment um actually goes like that went mm -hmm. to the, the history of the first um drag events and uh drag queens and uh of course stonewall was brought up along the way um but the history itself goes back very far often unfortunately is erased for obvious you know kind mm -hmm. of reasons um and so yeah i had just seen that it was the stonewall inn um 
And so I, I knew, I felt very confident in putting that down. And that was correct. Stonewall, yeah. I think I'm going to get credit for that, but... I would hope so. We'll see how it goes. Stonewall seems like the important part. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know that this is just my own kind of ignorance of the thing but like when i think of stonewall inn i think of like an inn kind of a suburban sort of location <laughs> not like in greenwich village which i know to be very urban right very packed in so yeah mm -hmm. uh, question five tells us a lot of stuff about latin and asks us for a term for groups of nouns and i just i I'm done. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, trail off to no effect. Um, yeah, this one is, uh, I, that I will spoil my answer process and say, I got it right. <laughs> and I got it right for what I find to be a very fun reason, which is that my mother took Latin. Uh, I didn't, uh, my, but mom took Latin in probably in high school and or college. I'm not sure exactly which era this is of her um uh the anecdote that she told me about but at some point in her young or young adult life she and her friends as a, a way of uh you know as, as their form of sort of mild swearing um and mind you this is when this would have been in the late 50s or at the latest early 60s um they would do the Latin declension of crap, which is crip, cripe, crap. <laughs> and um, so that is one of the few uh, terms for things in Latin as far as grammatical, you know, parts of the language or, or anything like that. And I spent a long time, like almost as long as I did on Fulminate, um, talking myself into the idea that declensions applied to nouns rather than verbs. Um, and so I'm not sure why that was so difficult for me to accept other than the, the other declension I know of is like amo amas amat for love, but I thought that was the verb form. I believe like, it is. Okay. So I believe maybe, it's the see, conjugation. Yeah. I so I'm getting wrong. that uh, mixed up anyway. Um, but I also did know that if my mom was going to use the Latin declension of <laughs> a word that way, and that word was a noun, uh -huh. then I had to, you know, take that leap of faith that it applied to nouns. And so I put down declension because I thought, you know, again, it's a term I know I wouldn't sound too stupid for putting it down either. Um, and I, I thought, hey, it might just be right. Uh, yeah, I don't have a story as good as that one, <laughs> and that is a very your mom story. It is. And I'm sure that your brother who listens to this will also <laughs> agree with me. That is a very, very your mom story. It is. Um, so I, I, I know there's a thing called declension in Latin that isn't used as much and is, as I recall, kind of arbitrary and weird and just one of those linguistic quirks mm. that happened and continued happening and... Um, and so, you know, for, for lack of anything else and like, okay, this is not conjugation. Like I, I felt like, and from reading the, uh, uh, the description here, this is like something that doesn't seem to have really translated down into survived into English. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think that we have declension per se in English. Mm -hmm. So, sure, I'll go with declension. And that was the correct answer. <sighs> I should say I did have to rule out a couple other language things now that I think about it. Oh, yeah? Which were uh, rela related to the person of something, like uh, in Spanish, you, you know, you're talking about first person, mm -hmm. uh, singular or plural, second, right. third, and so forth. But I was like, that's verbs. That's the whole point is that you're talking about whether I did something or you did something or they did something. Um, that, that applies to verbs. And I think maybe I had some other thing like that that I had to work through. Partly, I found it very difficult to parse this when it gave the examples in parentheses because it sounded like it was saying Femina is one of the groups, and Deus is another group, uh, and okay. Rex is another group. Okay. Whereas each of those words is an example of whatever the first group is. Deus is in the second group, and Rex is in the third group, but they're not like three versions of the same word either. So I just, I almost wish that wasn't included because it very, mm. it just kind of muddied things in there um and i don't i don't even know why it was included truthfully sure um but anyway we got that one right hooray yep <laughs> <laughs> um and uh finally uh question six asks us uh which country was javier mille just elected president of uh i probably would remember this just because it was very recent and kind of uh oh, wow, look at this thing that happened. And mm -hmm. he was elected president of Argentina. Yep. Uh, I definitely remembered it more this week because uh, Volodymyr Zelensky went to his, I think his inauguration. Oh, wow. Or there, were, there was some kind of, uh, I don't know whether it was his formal inauguration or his acceptance of the victory or what, because it sure seems like it hasn't been very long, but then... In the U.S., we do things weirdly and badly <laughs> in a lot of our politics, such as waiting two months to inaugurate the president. Um, anyway, uh, so, yeah, Zelensky was there, and I think, like, Orban from Hungary was there, yeah. and a bunch of other world leaders. And uh, and I just remember seeing on my uh, skyline, I follow a few people who are very vested in Ukraine and uh, the war there. And Zelensky in particular. And so I remember at least one of them was posting about Zelensky being in Argentina for Millet's uh, whatever it was. Right. Yeah, this one is just one that's, um, you know, I think it's come across my RSS reader a few times. Um, I want to say maybe John Oliver mentioned it in the context of Might've. this guy is a fairly far right mm. uh you know, populist type guy, um, as you can probably tell from the question, which calls him a self-described anarcho-capitalist dubbed El Loco and El Peluca, which means the wig by his fans. Um, and so, you know, clearly kind of a, a reactionary spit in your eye sign sounding kind of person. Sigh. Um, big sigh because Argentina is a big country. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I think they're already devaluing their currency. Oh, yay. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so yeah, this has been in the headlines and 
uh, enough so that I was pretty confident in putting down Argentina. And that was correct. Huzzah. So I think I got five, depending on... You got the essence of DJ five. Mustard and sure. Stonewall in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was very happy because I... <laughs> Looking at looking at them this morning, I was like, okay, I know three of these. Yeah, right? Let's see how it goes. Yeah, it looked a little rough, and I'm pretty happy with four. I wish I'd done sort of the the forehead slapper uh, answer <laughs> to the DJ question, cause, or the producer question, because um, certainly it uh, was right there yep. in front of me. Um, there have been a, a couple of pop music questions like that, kind of recently. Um I forget what the previous, the most recent one was, um, but it was about a woman uh, hip-hop artist, I think. Anyway, four out of six, I don't have a lot of hope. I'm, I'm up against someone who's at the top of the rundle, uh, and perennially so. So um, I would almost certainly not have uh, gotten in beer, so I'm... Uh, Maybe I can hope for a tie or hope for a weird off day for that person, but uh, that's about all I got. I'm I'm hoping to uh, fool my opponents into thinking he doesn't know modern pop music and certainly isn't going to know a DJ. And I didn't. I I absolutely (laughs) did not. And there was absolutely no reason for me to suspect that he would make a play off of his name because I... You know, personally, hate it when people try to make puns out of my name, as you can mm. probably imagine, right. knowing my last name. Um, but <laughs> went for it, and what the <laughs> hell? You know, this is this is why I never, ever, ever go for a best wrong answer. Yeah, because I there's a, there's a chance that a dumb but less amusing answer will be correct. Yep. And hey, here you go. And another friend of ours did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is going to make it play very interestingly. Yep. That is for sure. We will see. Indeed. So that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. Follow us on Blue Sky at Learned Lag with all the vowels. And remember. Don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>